Wrestle Buddies GameSpot's wrestling podcast for both wrestling, friendship, and wrestling with friendship. I am three-time award-winning, never won an award winner, Matt Elfring. And with me, as always, is Dark Order member Chris Sander. Chris, how are you doing? Matt, join the Dark Order. Join DarkOrder.com. You are still using that award-winning, not an award-winning uh, intro, and I appreciate it. I hope, like, eventually we're going to get to a place of infamy where we get t-shirts uh, not bootleg T-shirts like you and I now have, but I mean like, <laughs> like real, I'm wearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, but like real T-shirts for it's like Matt Elfring, three-time award-winning, never won an award, whatever it is. And mine is just going to be a bootleg Join the Dark Order T-shirt. Yeah, and it's going to be fantastic. Hey, Chris, um, you know what I'd love to tell people? Go out there and rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts. Mm. I would love to read you the latest review uh it it does it reads like we, you pasted it to me earlier because i haven't looked in a couple days uh it reads like a mad libs of us <laughs> it does it's as if someone listened to the podcast and just used bud word buzzwords to fill in a mad libs page uh it's titled bazinga of so. course it is <laughs> Right away, prediction bot three thousand. I want to go ahead and note: Bazinga is not property of Wrestle Buddies. I believe not that is at a. All. I believe that is a Warner Brothers television product that aired on CBS. It's it's Viacom CBS, not Warner Brothers. No, it's Warner Brothers Studios, though. Oh, oh, yeah. little little synergy. Yeah. Uh, this says uh, Matt and Chris lovingly serve up an audio smorgasbord of the weird and wacky parts of professional wrestling history from RoboCop and WCW mm. to Gangrel Watch. Yes. Newest oh, addition to the team is Prediction Bot 3000 uh, and shows us a glimpse of wrestling's future and helps take us, helps, uh, sorry, helps us all take a moment to appreciate how great Colin Firth is. Mm-hmm. Highly recommended. Give it a listen. You coward. Uh, you coward. So that's, a, that's a sample from Macho Man Randy Savage's rap album. Uh, I would like to note. I would like to note. Prediction Bot gets a shout out. You know who doesn't? That jerk hmm. Smackdown hacker who I never want to talk to again. Smackdown hacker sucks. He's the worst. And now he's trolling us on Twitter. You bo- you wisely blocked him. I did block Smackdown hacker. I didn't he- block him because I don't want to give him the satisfaction because he thinks he has power over me, but he mm-hmm. doesn't. He did that thing where he screenshotted and he's like, oh, guess I got to him. And it's like, well, cool. Got him. Anyway, we we have a lovely Mm. dinner plan for you guys this evening. Um, We got a a couple of 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 beautiful, wonderful hand crafted Mm. plates that we would like to uh, tell you about to to get your mouth watering. Chris, what's going on with tonight's dinner? Oh, well, Matt. Uh, as the world should know, uh, it's Mortal Kombat week. There's a new Mortal Kombat movie coming hey, out. Hey, Mortal Kombat! Test your might, gentlemen, um, and and ladies, for that matter. Uh, it's new Mortal Kombat movies coming to theaters and HBO Max. So we thought, what better way to celebrate the arrival of a Mortal Kombat movie than by talking about the time WCW really terribly ripped off Mortal Kombat and created a fake poor man's Sub-Zero named Glacier. So I'm going to tell you all about Glacier later on. But that's but that's later. Uh, before we get to that, that'll be the fun part. We got to talk about something serious. Uh, we are on now on the heels of what was a pretty bad day uh, for the pro wrestling industry. Uh, as they are want to do from time to time, WWE uh, released a bunch of wrestlers uh, after WrestleMania, and mm-hmm. we're going to talk about them. 
So on April 15th, uh, WWE released a, uh, quite a few wrestlers. Um, this happened one year after 2020's black Wednesday. Um, and this is coming on the heels of WWE's most profitable year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's kind of nuts. Um, we're going to kind of go through and uh, discuss who was released. Um, the biggest name. It's kind of hard to debate the biggest name, but Samoa Joe was that was like, oh, guess, it's the, Joe. It's Samoa, it's Joe. Joe. Samoa yeah. Joe is the biggest name. Now, Joe was doing commentary on Raw on occasion. Uh, and he was he was doing great on commentary. He had be, he had been injured, though, hadn't been cleared for entering action well and there's Uh, there's been there's been some rumors that he felt or reports rather that he felt he was ready to return to the ring and wwe's doctors did not clear him no one really knows like the only person who knows is wwe and joe um but like wow it it blows my mind how wasted joe has been in general since he got called up from nxt he's legitimately one of the most talented wrestlers on the planet he could he could get a good match out of practically anybody and them cutting him while he's still, I think, in his prime is bananas to me. Especially when he's a guy who uh, oh, there, there are many people in this category, but it's mainly Joe kind of helped put Ring of Honor on the map. Yeah, he helped. Like, not only did he help put Ring of Honor on the map, cutting him now as AEW is beginning to go unopposed by mm-hmm. WWE programming and following AEW doing, I think they said it's best audience ever maybe yeah. or since it's debut. At it least. was over a million. Yeah, it was over a million. Like I would not be shocked to see Joe end up there and that will be a major coup for them. Or ring of honor. <laughs> Come on. It's not going to happen. I mean, he could, he could also like, I believe, I believe it's been stated that the door is open if he chooses to return to impact. Uh, but like, that would be great. He's, too. But he's never worked like as far as like the door being open for a return. Impact isn't the same company it was when he was not there. at all. Like none of the people that were in charge then are in charge now. And honestly, outside of what James Storm and Eric Young, none of the roster is the same either. So like, no. I don't know how much of a homecoming it would be. Impact's become like um, a, f- a few bigger names aside, kind of like a really kind of cool young company, actually. Yeah, yeah. Which... I, I, I like I, I like the product Impact is coming out uh, and and they've done some interesting things with uh, folks who have been let go from WWE. I would say most notably, Brian Myers has reinvented himself from the king of the losing streak in WWE to like a pretty like a pretty dastardly heel character that I really enjoy watching. But at the same time, he's also the most professional wrestler. That's right. Uh, next up, we have this is the one that made me lose my mind. I think we all lost our mind when we learned that uh, first it was announced Billy Kay, then Peyton Royce. Both of the iconics That's dis- were that- let go. I, 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 I saw Billy Kay before I saw Peyton Royce. And I think my tweet was anyone who can't figure out how to make money off of Billy Kay. Uh, should look for a new job because holy cow yeah there is so much potential in her and i i believe we said this on the the wrestlemania recap episode uh she has been for my money the most entertaining thing in wwe for a little bit 
Like that whole, here's my resume and headshot thing was gold. And like, she played it so well. And then when they, they randomly teamed her up with Carmela and I was like, I mean, that's going to be fine, I guess. But then like watching her mimic Carmela almost in the way Sandow did for the Miz for when mm-hmm. he was the Miz's stunt double, like it was so, so good. And she had just wrestled at mania and then they cut her like what's going on. She was also the, probably the most entertaining part of that whole women's tag team turmoil match, which was, uh, I think second Bone. worst match of, of mania this year mm. it was up there after braun and shane yeah okay yeah. uh so yeah her and peyton royce are gone it's so weird oh, that the what a team they it's the a, it a legit a, tag team the iconics were such a good tag team and WWE essentially fed them to the riot squad that had randomly reunited because they couldn't figure out what to do with Liv morgan and ruby riot mm-hmm. came back from injury and so they're like, okay, well then they're going to disband the Iconics, the, the like an early uh, WWE women's tag, like a strong WWE women's tag team champion team. Like they won the, they won the titles. They were a great team. They had a great gimmick. They actually were a tag team. Like they were, mm-hmm. they worked together. They like, there's so many, most of WWE's women's tag division. I mean, let's be honest. It's just like random, like, I don't know, throw two, get, throw two women in there and let them be a team. That that's all it is, and and getting rid of the only legit tag team is insulting to that whole division to me. Yeah. Um. Next, we go to actually one of my favorites, believe it or not, Mickey James, who is a future Hall of Famer. I love Mickey James. She's been injured. I really wanted to see her kind of have a, a few more final matches before she left, but that um, one's that one surprised me. I I I think mostly because. I mean, they all like a lot of them surprised me. Some of them did not, but like a lot of them surprised me. I think it's mostly because like we haven't really seen Mickey James in a long time because, as you said, she's been injured, so she hasn't been front of mind. But like, yeah. I feel like Mickey James is a character that man WWE has sort of dropped the ball on over and over again for well over a decade. Yeah, like dating back to when they when the uh, when she was shooting with Lay Cool. I don't know if you were watching at the time when uh, Michelle McCool and Layla were a thing. And they feuded with Mickey James and the whole the whole feud was like, isn't Mickey James fat? Oh, you're talking about Piggy James? Piggy James. I'm like, this yeah. is this is terrible. Why are you doing this? But also Mickey James deserves so much more because she's so good. Yeah. Um, I did want to mention going back to the iconics, because uh, I, I think we should kind of talk about where they'll end up. Um, very easily. I could see them up at Impact. Impact mm-hmm. has a phenomenal women's division. Mm-hmm. Um. AEW, I guess, could be a thing. I think AEW's roster is so overflated at this point that it's kind of. Yes, but also worth noting that Peyton Royce's partner is uh, Perfect 10 Ty Dillinger. Yeah. I forget, Sean, Spe- Sean Spears, who is in AEW and is a member of like Team MJF, the pinnacle. So maybe yeah. she gets brought in as like the female arm of the pinnacle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, going back to Mickey James, uh, as you probably know, it's her husband is Nick Aldis from NWA. If she goes anywhere, I forget about that. Holy cow! Yeah. Uh, it, it, she might go there. Um, I think I would love to see her in a backstage role, producing. I think mm. I still, still think she can wrestle in the ring. I think she's phenomenal, but I think she can really help leading a new generation of wrestlers, not just women, just wrestlers. Like Mickey understands storylines better than a lot of other people. Well, and how to even in a bad storyline make it entertaining and make it watchable well and mickey has the 
the the thing she has going in her favor in that way is that she is a product of many different generations of WWE storytelling. Yeah. Like she was there at the end of the attitude era. She was there through ruthless aggression. She was there for this new modern era. Like, like Mickey James has been around and has been uh, utilized and exposed during a number of different styles of top level wrestling programming. Mm-hmm. So like, I think that kind of information is valuable, like so valuable yeah uh next up the hot mess chelsea green who was never really given oh, a chance my god what a mistake like chelsea first of all mistake number one was bringing in chelsea green and saddling her with like what the robert stone brand thing yeah like yeah. that was t- like the hot the hot mess chelsea green is such a wonderful gimmick that like there's so many miles you could get out of that and the fact they didn't even bother with it blows my mind i just want to i, I just want to like i remember going to all in and at that time, I was still kind of new to a lot of the indie stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember when Hot Mess Chelsea Green came out, like half in a bridal gown, like her music was terrifying. Yeah. I remember her walking to the ring and looking to my buddy Will next to me and going like, this woman is going to be like a top star. Yeah. Like she is. I hadn't even seen her wrestle at that point. I'm just like, this character is amazing. Yeah. And it's and it's something she, it wasn't something handed to her like she came up with this amazing character and took it to the limit. And honestly, if I had to guess, she'll end up I think because I think she was an impact before and I wouldn't be surprised to see her back there. She's with uh, Matt Cardona. Yeah. So they are she'll, they are engaged to be married. Yes. And I believe he is uh, he's doing a uh he has a limited deal with impact right now. Yeah. Like as, he had the, with as, as, as a noted character, Zack Ryder light yes <laughs> it's so it's very weird to me watching a or impact because like as much as brian myers has completely evolved his character and changed the script on what the brian myers slash kurt hawkins character is zach Ryder is just still doing like the it's the bro it's the boot and like it's all it's like nothing about the character has really changed and if you want to be successful in wrestling you you've got to evolve Every got to good- evolve God, every single good wrestler does that well and that's why like part of me wonders like how much of matt cardona is still is more concerned with like and rightly so more concerned with like the podcasting uh empire him and brian have built yeah uh, like yeah. and honestly that's that is your retirement plan that is what takes you past the age of pro wrestling like they've yeah. launched a network they just produced their first live sh- live like live actual wrestling show uh and like they do their live pod like that that's all smart to keep focused on that but man if you want to stay relevant in terms of wrestling you gotta keep that character fresh yeah um so chelsea will most likely i'd say end up at impact i think that's that would probably be my like, guess yeah again impact is a, a phenomenal women's division so uh then we go to tucker one half of heavy machinery um we all kind of saw this coming because once him and otis split Tucky! tucker he <laughs> tucker was just gone from tv at that point remember when he got drafted to raw after they split and then was never heard from again not at all right yeah i think he had like a match and he wrestled in pants and that was it uh I, I, so much of me wonders how many of these cuts are because wdb hasn't done house shows for a year to get these guys mm-hmm. exposure um, I don't know what happens to Tucker from here. I'm assuming it'll be indie indie stuff, a lot like uh uh Nzo and Cass XL. XL. Moving on next, there is Kalisto, uh 
Lucha House Party, guys. I mean, Kali- I feel like we haven't se- like even though we've seen members of the Lucha House Party sort of recently, I feel like we haven't seen Kalisto in a while. No. Um, I believe he's already set up a website to take indie bookings under his old Lucha name. I'm assuming at some point he'll return to Mexico because like, honestly, the thing about a lot of the luchadors when they get released is they can make huge money wrestling in Mexico. I don't know what the state of the industry is down there right now due to COVID. But like, as we're slowly coming out of it, I'm assuming that will be a a big deal. Yeah. But triple A was still running shows. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, I just don't know. CMLL. CMML. CMLL was running running shows as well. Um, Kalisto will be fine. I mean, he'll he'll have a career. There's also like I was reading. God, this is like I don't know if it's a rumor or a dream I was having at this point that there's some sort of spiritual successor to uh, Lucha Underground coming out. Hmm. God, I gotta look that back up. I don't know if that was a dream. Probably a dream. That sounds like it's that sounds like a dream you specifically would have. Yeah. <laughs> like with different management, so the wrestlers aren't getting screwed over. <laughs> But but Dario Cuerdo or whatever is still there. Yeah, yeah. And it's very still telenovela storytelling. Of course. Otherwise, oh, my God. Point? Lucha Underground. Mwah, chef's kiss of a show. I, Except did, I, for what they, did I ever tell you about the one Lucha Underground taping I went to where a dude started like like cut like a a, a vein or an artery open? Mm hmm. Oh, I don't know if we talked about that on the show or privately. Well, maybe we'll talk about that sometime during our Lucha Underground retrospective. Uh, next up, we go to Rojo, Rojo, Mojo Raleigh, a, a, wrestler, a wrestler that WWE has pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and had tried they? to give. He, remember when he had like the blue shatters on his face and he oh was doing those God, promos in the mirror? Right, like, Mojo shattered. Yeah. But then he immediately shifted into Gronk's friend when Gronk arrived. Yeah. He teamed with Zack Ryder for a while as the hype bros. That was bad. Like, like. The only time I've been super pro Mojo is when he was just, I don't get hype, I stay hype in NXT. And it was just lots of running around and being an idiot. And like, I was like, this is an entertaining character as like a dude, bro. Yes. Yes. Unlike Matt Riddle. <laughs> don't even get me started about that man and his friggin' scooter. Uh, yeah, I, I did like Mojo Raleigh in NXT. I, I just, the transition onto Raw and SmackDown, he just, it didn't work. Uh, and I think it was because he was settled with other people. And, and it's like and it's it's a, it's the same thing with a lot of people who move from Raw to SmackDown. Like they the the rosters are so huge that like it's in, like they it's really difficult to do a consistent building of a character on these shows mm-hmm. unless you're, you know, Roman Reigns, because Roman Reigns is a top draw. So then like these characters who had all sorts of nuance uh, on NXT get very watered down to like what can what message can we get across as quickly as possible and for mojo it was uh he's too hyper he needs to calm down <laughs> a little bit uh speaking of watered down characters um the one that upset me the most this is Chris, the one i've been know. waiting for you to talk about oh my is bo dallas oh um, man you know what happened wwe no longer believe i still believe um by the way, Mojo Rally will end up in the independence. He'll 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 be an independent guy. I mean, or he'll end up in Impact. Like I have a feeling a lot like as with like last year, a lot of these guys will probably end up in Impact. Next Slammiversary. Yeah, there you go. Uh Bo Dallas had not been seen on television since November 2019. He was a house show guy at that point too, and the pandemic killed house shows, so um 
I believe at one point Bo tweeted out like, I mean, there's a new and improved Bo coming. And, and the new and improved impro- Bo may evidently be a real estate agent. Real estate agent who uh, reportedly owns a farm with Liv Morgan. <laughs> Wait, is, are him and Liv Morgan a thing? I, I, I read somewhere that I thought they were engaged. Hold on. And I, and I, when I read that, I was like, you know what? Good on them. You know, good on your happiness. Get alleged girlfriend. Yeah, okay. Are reportedly running a farm together and have been involved in the family real estate. Like, dude. Yeah. Who needs wrestling? This sounds great. What do you do? Oh, I run a farm with like my super hot wrestler girlfriend. And also I'm a real estate agent. I'm doing <laughs> fine. Also, my brother is that weird guy who wears the demon clown mask on television. There was also some reports that like Bo was a stand in at WrestleMania uh, this past couple of weeks ago for the fiend and like when they were doing trial shot stuff and I was like oh man like that'd be great if they brought Bo Dallas over to the nope they're not going to okay just oh man it would have been so dope uh, to have him uh, show up as part of uh, like the fiends gimmick of whatever it is because like lord knows they need some work fixing that now how how could they have never brought Bo Dallas into like Bray Wyatt or the fiends world that's because how could, honestly, like, how could they have just not done more with Bo Dallas? Bo, to me, the most entertaining champion in NXT. Most entertaining. I want to point entertaining out um, the Bo Leave stuff, which we covered on here before, uh, as in Bo L-E-A-V-E. That That's probably one of my most memorable NXT moments for me. That's not a wrestling match. Um, do you have to bring a, cookies to the crowd? Like, do you have a Bo Leave shirt? My very first wrestling shirt was an NXT Believe shirt. That's fantastic. I kind of yeah. want one now. Do you think I could buy one cheap in the clearance aisle at WWE shop? Um, if you if you can, they're the ones that say um, it says Believe on the front and on the back it says it's what you got to do, which I hate. Like because the NXT one just had the NXT logo on the back and that was it. I mean, but he was fumbled the second he got to the main roster. I mean, right. They they really watered down the whole bow leaf thing. The, the character works best as, um, I mean it's it's essentially modeled after like we've talked about this kind of gimmick before. Modeled after Rocky Rocky Maivia, where like it's a heel character, but he's but he thinks he's like the ultimate babyface, right? It's, and that's what Bo Dallas like was brilliant at, and I loved that about him was like he thinks he's like. I'm here for you fans. We're all best friends. And the fans are just like, you suck. He's like, no, I, I don't suck. We'll do this together. You know, it's kind of amazing on it. Like I, I, I am legitimately bummed out about Bo Dallas. Cause I, I held out hope that they would one day bring him back. Alas. Same. Um, so Bo will go into personal life of, I mean, I don't think he's coming back out to with Liv Morgan to run a farm and sell yeah. houses to people. Matt, I'm moving to Florida. Do you think I could buy a house from Bo Dallas? Maybe. Like would how if if I hired Bo as my real estate agent, let's just yeah. say, uh-huh. uh, do are you going to require me to get you an autograph, or just no, to take pictures weird. of him, or should I get? What if I was like, listen, I will buy this house, but first, as part of the signing, as part of the deal, I need you to record a personal video message for my friend Matt. No, that's weird. Like if you could just tell him if he's a real estate agent, like, hey, I've got this wrestling podcast. Uh, come be on it we'll talk about no it wasn't not even that far i was just saying and like my co-host is like one of your biggest fans and he just says thank you that's it i just want bo to think i just want you, you want to a pair you want Bo-ing. a ring worn singlet 
uh, no, sign. No, gross. Sign. Not washed. Not washed at all. <laughs> I understand. I, I, I see what you want, and Matt, I'm going to try to make that happen for you, Great. dog. Uh, I have a feeling, a, a small feeling, at some time in the future, if Bo does go back to wrestling, he will do a limited WWE contract at some point. He's mm-hmm. a rotunda, so it's like... true. And as we yeah. know, Bo knows wrestling. He does. Uh, finally, it was Wesley Blake, who was last saddled with uh, Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. Sons, right? Something. I don't know. That's Murphy that was in Seth Rollins. Yeah. Uh, but you're thinking Blake and Murphy were the, was the yeah. NXT tag team. Uh, Wesley Blake was in the Forgotten Sons with Jackson Riker, and they were going to debut on SmackDown. But then I, if I remember correctly, Jackson Riker made some like pro Trump nonsensical tweets or something. So and the team got pulled. And now Jackson Riker is teamed with Elias and Wesley Blake is gone. Yep. He came back very, him, him and the other Forgotten Son came back very briefly as like Baron Corbin's like King's Court or whatever. I think that lasted like a week or two. That, that he's still doing that King gimmick. It's terrible. <laughs> it's not, it's not his fault. By the way, follow Baron Corbin on Twitter. He is a delight. I like, love anytime. like I I used to hate Baron Corbin, but like I've really over the past like four four ish years, mm-hmm. like I've really turned to Corbin. I'm like Baron Corbin's great. He's just he's a just, curmudgeon. He's but he's also like he's given these gimmicks to to play, and they're not all that great. But oh. like he goes all out, and I have so much respect for that. Respect to the Lone Wolf. I hated the Lone Wolf. Lone Wolf. I think that was all him too. Uh huh. Lone Wolf. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so that's what, what's going on with all these releases and where we think, you know, they might be headed in the future. I don't know about you, Chris, mm-hmm. but I would like to go and ask Prediction Bot 3000 where some of these wrestlers might head. I, I think that's fair. Do you think that's fair? Sure. I'm, I'm afraid, but yeah. Okay. Let me just dial up Prediction Bot here. Test this time alive. Did he say test, test, I am alive? Yes. He's not alive. He's AI. <laughs> is is Prediction Bot becoming sentient? Do I have to be worried? Prediction Bot's always been sentient. Uh, that's worrying. Have you asked Prediction Bot if he's seen The Terminator? The movie The Terminator? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Prediction Bot, have you seen the movie Terminator? I mean, he probably should have heard me ask him, I guess, since... He's plugged into the show. Yes, it's success. <laughs> Wait, either it's a success or it sucks. Boss word. Yes. Wait, did you mean did you mean it was a success or did you mean like it sucks? Curse word. But. but. Oh, but. he must be like me he must be a t3 rise of the machines fan i'm assuming that's which is fine hell yeah yeah (laughs) my man (laughs) all right me and prediction bot the only ones who like terminator 3 that terminator lady was so hot damn oh claire danes (laughs) oh no the terminatrix yeah Yeah, i forget her name but yeah she looked at an advertisement on a billboard and it made her boobs grow big (laughs) what a weird movie she can turn in and tricks me anytime. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. All I right. think we should move on. <laughs> we should. We should find out what at least where somebody's going. I mean, prediction bot does have. I mean, it, 
in our experiences, 0% accuracy. Right, right, right. Well, Matt, I think we both agree that the person we care about most in all of this is Bo Dallas. I mean, yeah, that Bo Dallas is is the one that we want. He is the re- he is the talent of a generation. It is. Uh, prediction bot, what's going to happen to Bo Dallas? Bo Dallas will run a successful real estate company where the slogan will be Bo knows selling houses. He will then sue Bo Jackson and Nike in court for the Bo knows slogan and lose. On the bright side, he will become best friends with Bo Jackson and they will have a Saturday morning cartoon together called Bo Knows Friendship. Oh, oh I like Pretty that. good. I mean, Bo knows selling houses. Mm-hmm. However, like, he ends up going to court <laughs> to sue Bo it's Jackson and Nike. He sues Bo Jackson, who originated the Bo Knows thing. Well, years and ago. Nike. It was a Nike thing. Well, right. But, like, why is he suing Bo Jackson? But For it's okay ownership? because it's fine yeah. because in the end, they're going to be friends and. Best friends. And and if they're doing a show called Bono's Friendship and it's starring a former wrestler, that means it's very possible we could get him on the show. Yeah, I think this is I think that's great. That's great. It's great for our future. And I I appreciate that at no time was Colin Firth brought up. That's that I mean, that's true. I, I'm 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 surprised because honestly, it's kind of gross how much he's into Colin Firth all the time. Bazinga. Thank you, thank prediction you. Bot. Thank you, prediction bot. Yeah, I like well, that, you better than the SmackDown hacker. So I, I think prediction bot something. works with us a little bit better. No, the SmackDown, yeah, the SmackDown hacker tries to steamroll the show and me, um, mm-hmm. and then calls me out about it on Twitter. Yeah, uh, prediction bot does not have a Twitter. Uh, yeah. So that's where all these people are going. Uh, we'll be back after this to talk about Sub Zero in Finish WCW. Him. All right, Chris, Mortal Kombat is coming out mm. on HBO Max on the 23rd. Yes. And theaters. I, we should say it is in theaters if you choose yeah, to it, go to movie theaters during a pandemic. If you're if you're vaccinated up and you choose to go to a movie theater, that's great. Yeah. I have one vaccination shot. I went to Top Golf last weekend. Matt, as of today, I am officially two weeks post my second shot. Your boy is vaxxed. Vaxxed. Vax, 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 vax. So you can go see Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. in the theaters. Or in the comfort of your own home if you have comfort an HBO your own Max home. subscription. And then you can watch WCW. Chris, let's just talk about Glacier. Let's just get into it. All right. So, okay. Let, before we before we talk about Glacier, let's talk about the man who was Glacier. His name is Raymond Lloyd, uh, who prior to entering the pro wrestling industry uh, was a karate man uh, who uh, studied karate and competed in the World Karate Association. At one point, he won the most hyper-specific uh, championship title I've ever heard of, Matt. The World Karate Association United States Southeastern Super Heavyweight title. Wow. That is a real thing that he won. Uh, but they changed the rules in the WKA at some point to allow, I believe, kicking from the knees up instead of from the uh, waist up. And he thought that would have an adverse correct on his budding football career in college. So he retired from the sport of karate. Uh, and then he played football in college. And then as soon as he graduated college, he started training for wrestling. That's how you do it. <laughs> uh, so he started working the Indies in Georgia after going through training. He first appeared in WCW, then the NWA in 1989, but <clears throat> in 1989, but did not stick around very long. He came back in the early 90s 
uh, booked against the great Muda on a bunch of house shows, a bunch of WCW house shows. Uh, and then he went to Japan for a while. And then, I want to stop mm-hmm. really, really quick. Yes. The great Muda on WCW house shows. So mind wild. blow. <laughs> right. It's very strange. Very, very strange. Um, then we get to 1996, Matt. Mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat 3 is out. Mortal Kombat the movie is out. Mm-hmm. And WCW starts airing promos for this character. This character that is clearly just a poor man's ripoff of Sub-Zero. Uh, you see the way the promo plays out. You see this You see this uh, karate man with bleach blonde hair. And he 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 has a mask over his mouth like Sub Zero, but then he has the the paint stripe over his eye like the unmasked Sub Zero in Mortal Kombat Three. So it's like a Sub Zero mashup, which are two different, different Sub Zeros. Yeah, it's yeah. two different people. It's very strange. And then you just see him doing karate in front of an ice palace, and he, not at anybody. There's no opponent. He's just doing karate at the air in front of an ice mm-hmm. palace. And then uh, it fades out. And like the music is very heavy, like silly techno, not unlike the Mortal Kombat movie, except nowhere near as good as the Mortal Kombat movies. Of course. Not. Uh, soundtrack. Um, and a screen fades out and it says Glacier. And the and and the the tagline is blood runs cold because he's a frozen man. You see, he's a frozen <laughs> man, frozen in ice. Oh, and so evidently, according to reports, the plan is for him to debut at the Bash at the Beach, the most frozen pay-per-view in mm-hmm. 1996. And he's like the plan was for him to launch with a feud with Mortis. Mortis, a character we both yeah. love, Chris Canyon, his masked character. Uh, but then it's decided that Mortis or the Bash at the Beach 96 is actually going to be the pay-per-view where Hogan turns heel. That's going to be the thing at that pay-per-view. So uh, uh, Glacier's debut just gets kind of scrapped um, after they've like they've run promos for it. Uh, so eventually, eventually we get to September 1996. Long after Bash of the Beach, September 96, Glacier finally debuts. Matt, a character of this magnitude. You'd expect it like this is a like he's debuting on a pay-per-view or he's like mm-hmm. a prime spot on Monday Night Raw. Something like that. No. Uh, Glacier debuts on a show called WCW Pro. Uh, if you're wondering what that is, it's a WCW show you've never heard of that only aired for four years in syndication. Uh, he debuted against a wrestler named The Gambler, who's legitimately <gasps> a cowboy yeah. wearing a bolo tie who sh- and who wrestles in short, short, short trunks. Yes, and, he does. And shuffles a deck of cards on the way to the ring. That's the <laughs> entire gimmick. I, why do I get this all excited? I'm like, you said The Gambler. I'm like, yes, The Gambler. <laughs> like, I like I love that character. <laughs> do you know The Gambler? Or did yes. you, could you just tell what it nope. was based on the name? You said The Gambler. And I'm like, I have seen like. That guy had like six matches at WCW or something. Like and really one small. of them, my friend, was against the Glacier. So the gambler comes to the ring, shuffling a deck of cards, wearing a bolo tie, being a king of the world, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but then the lights go out. <gasps> and then it starts snowing. Indoors? Indoors? Oh, no, that's Indoors. the beach. It's, yeah. No, no. This is, this is later <laughs> know, than Bash of the Beach. It starts snowing. It's, it's a lot like uh, how it snows in AEW in the middle of Florida whenever Oh, when winter is coming? Ring. Yeah. <laughs> It's what how like Sting's I've realized now that Sting's AEW entrance is just Glacier's entrance. 
Uh, so it starts snowing. There's laser lights. There's lights flashing. A like a very weird sound alike of the Mortal Kombat movie song starts playing, and then Glacier enters the arena. Matt, he's got the mask. He's got the paint over the eye. He's wearing like weird bits not like a full suit of body armor but like weird bits of body armor. like one arm has body armor on it one leg has body armor. there's like a weird half chest thing um and he's wearing a samurai helmet <laughs> for some reason why i don't know he takes it off and he just starts doing karate uh as he walks <laughs> to the ring like kicking his feet out and throwing his arms around uh this is the best part <laughs> so <laughs> It looks so bad. He gets to the ring. He poses on the turnbuckle and then he gets down. He starts doing more karate uh, underneath a strobe light as the snow is falling and laser lights are around him. Uh, noted karate man Eric Bischoff is on commentary at the time. And he informs the audience that what Glacier is doing is called a kata, which is a which is yeah, a real, yeah, it, it is yeah. a real thing. That is a yes. that is a legitimate thing. However, that is followed <laughs> that is followed by another announcer pointing out for some reason that I can't figure out that Glacier is the son of a police officer and also the brother of a police officer. So Glacier had. So like now what we have to understand is that Glacier had to make a choice in his life. Does he go into the family business of being a policeman mm -hmm. or does he go into business for himself becoming a karate ice god? And he clearly did not choose cop. But like I in looking at an interview with uh, Raymond Lloyd, he said the reason it made sense to him, because when he looked at pictures of Sub-Zero, he thought of him as a space age cop, which I don't understand what that means. But Someone also, Sub-Zero is a ninja. Yeah, like <laughs> the the Lu, the Liu Kei clan or something like that. The uh, Lin Q, yeah. Lin Q, thank you. Uh, it's obvious that. Uh, he has no idea what's going on with the lore in <laughs> not at all. Um, but then Dusty Rhodes chimes in, Matt, and this is Dusty Rhodes's. This is a quote from Dusty Rhodes as Glacier is doing karate in the ring. Mm -hmm. This guy has got a big heart. I mean, we're talking about a real great person inside. <laughs> like nobody <laughs> understands what the character is that they're trying to sell. <laughs> here's the, but here's the thing about that character. Great heart, big heart. Big heart, great heart, warm personality, ice cold, blood, veins, blood in his veins. If you press down forward X, he's going <laughs> to shoot a, a snowball at you. It's just everything about it. Like, I don't understand what they're doing. I don't. I don't. I honestly don't. It's very weird. The entrance looks cool. Here's the thing. Uh, I looked up some numbers. Uh, yeah. Reportedly, according to a story on ProWrestlingStories.com, the costume alone reportedly cost $35,000 in, and this is in 96 money, which today, thanks mm -hmm. to inflation is $4 million. That's right. No, it's not. that. Uh, it's, not, it's, it's a lot more though. The entrance, the lasers, the snow, the lights, the music and everything that reportedly cost between one and four hundred thousand dollars. And then I read in an interview somewhere that like, Glacier said that, like, evidently it costs nine grand to do it every single time. <laughs> so, like, it's just a it's a money pit. 
uh, so he gets in the ring. He fights the gambler using karate, of course. And it's very performative karate where it's like in a real fight, Glacier would get the snot kicked out of him. Yeah. yeah. But instead, he's doing fancy kicks and whatnot. Uh, he uses uh, his finisher uh, in this match, which he t- he finishes off uh, the gambler with is, of course, a top rope drop kick, which I guess was maybe effective as a finisher in 96, but maybe not. He eventually adopted the super kick as his finisher. Uh, dubbed it the cryonic kick. If you're wondering why they would call it that, according to some things I read, there were some other names for Glacier that were floated around before Glacier was chosen. One of them was cryonic. Another one was potentially, this is 1996, Mm -hmm. Stone Cold. Oh, boy. Wait, wait, what if... What if Stone Cold, but this is because they had been working on Glacier since early 96 trying to figure it out. Yeah. So like, what if they had managed to sneak in? Like, I and again, I don't know if this is true. This is just something I read. Like, you never know. But like, what if Glacier had been named Stone Cold? <laughs> and now the biggest star in, of all time in wrestling was Glacier Steve Austin. Then Steve Austin could have yeah. been Glacier uh, or Cryonic. No, no. Well, no, Cryonic Steve Austin. What was like what, a bunch of the names that they gave him? Oh, it's like escape? Ice McDagger or something like that. Ice, Mc, Fre- Ice McDagger Fre- Steve Austin. Freeze McPick. I don't know. Uh- <laughs> I do want to point out something that's very important about this time period. I'd say up until about 96 was that Mortal Kombat was being ripped off everywhere. Oh, what was that? Remember WMAC Masters, which felt a lot like Mortal Kombat? That's what I was going to bring up. Like, I loved that show. I was going to call it WGC Masters, so I couldn't remember the name. <laughs> I think it was WMAC, because I think it was World Martial Arts Council. Yes, which was like, a, it was karate or martial arts mixed with like weird storytelling. And then like all the characters could have been in Mortal Kombat. Um, man, look that show up, guys. I know it's all on YouTube. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so... Without a mortis to fuse, so like you'd think now they would kick into the mortis fuse, but no. Uh, Glacier just kind of languishes in the mid card, not doing much of anything until mid 1997 when he finally does feud with mortis. Uh, WCW teases that like there's some past connection between the two that will eventually be revealed. Uh, spoilers, it, it, it doesn't. Um, they they end up facing off with each other finally at the Great American Bash 2017. Uh, Glacier wins, but immediately Wrath, another dumb mass gimmick wrestler, oh, uh, debuts and Wrath and Mortis team up to beat down Glacier. At this point, Glacier has to get gets a tag partner of his own, Matt. It, Raiden. No, <laughs> Ernest the Cat Miller, of course. Yes. <laughs> He's so, a real karate man. He's a real karate man. Noted karate man, Ernest the Cat Miller. Like, that's the connection they have. I guess that's why, like, it, like Cat seems fine with Glacier being an ice god, I guess. Uh, so they team up for a while. Eventually, at Bash of the Beach 97, mm-hmm. uh, the Cat and Glacier team up against Mortis and Wraith. Uh, Mortis and Wraith win? And then the feud is just dropped because WCW doesn't have any creative idea for it. And then the connection between Mortis and Glacier is never revealed because there never was a connection. Uh, however, eventually, of course, this is wrestling. The Glacier Glacier turned heel on the cat and then just started losing a bunch. 
Uh, then he got into a few, then he started getting into feuds with peop, other people who use super kicks because he because the cryonic kick is my move. Only I do it. So yeah, take that Shawn Michaels. So he feuded with like gentleman Chris Adams and Perry Saturn for a while. Uh, and then cut to, like we get to early 1999 and Glacier's new gimmick is I'm sick of being Glacier. So <laughs> in a series of skits, he sells the gimmick and the costume to the cat and Kaz Hayashi. Like, so for a while, the cat, for a little bit, the cat came to the ring to Glacier's music and Kaz Hayashi wore Glacier's costume to the ring. This is great. It's so weird and perfect, but so weird. Uh, Then ultimately, uh, Glacier gets repackaged into an even worse gimmick, which I know you're thinking, how is that possible? Meet Coach Buzz Stern. Uh, Glacier, for a period of time, just played a high school coach that was a manager to another wrestler. And he just, he wore the, he wore the typical high school coach thing of like a trucker hat, a t-shirt and shorts, and then just blew on a whistle a lot. Chris, you said worse, but this sounds better. It's not. What are you talking about? It's terrible. Like you can there look up coach Buzz Stern on YouTube and prepare to be delighted in how bad it is. So, Coach Buzz Stern didn't last long. Uh, eventually, Lloyd slash Glacier slash Stern left WCW for a while. He came back right at the end in two th- like right at the end of WCW as Glacier again, uh, as a parrot, like a superhero parody almost. And it was just to like aid Norman Smiley in things. Yeah. Uh, and then he just gave up and left again, literally six weeks before WCW closed forever. Oh, like he brought Glacier back as a parody just to take it away again, because, you know, by 2001, Mortal Kombat was still the coolest thing around. Nobody cared. Like nobody cared. But at least Glacier is still wrestling as Glacier on the indie circuit forever in our hearts. Glacier, I dream of seeing I want to see Glacier wrestle dancing Alex Wright live. Yes. Well, I mean, he still has the costume and everything. I know yeah. like he like. Good for I know, him. yeah, in, in storyline, he sold it to Kasayashi, but he still has it. He still got it. So, yeah, that's that's the tale of Glacier. Uh, it's it's so it's WCW made a lot of choices. WCW made a did. lot of choices. Certainly did. Test well, your mind. Go watch go watch Mortal Kombat and see Glacier face uh, Scorpion and the cat. All yeah. on HBO Max. That's tomorrow will be coming out. Or if you're listening to this as an old episode, it's already out. Or it might not be out because they might have not have the streaming rights anymore. And it's mm. in that weird window. There's Whatever. a lot going on. It looks bloody. I don't know. It's, I'm still tech. By, as of the time this episode releases, I am still under embargo from sharing my thoughts about it. So I will just leave it at that. Oh, well, what do you know? Well, that's going to wrap up this week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> With an embargo. Yeah. Ominous. Uh, please. But watch Mortal Kombat the movie. Go watch that. Rate and review us on the Apple Podcasts um, or the Google Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Mm-hmm. And uh, next week is fifty is episode 52, but it's not our one year anniversary. Our one year anniversary will be May 14th. So I don't understand. We're going to have to look and see what happened. I did. I looked at Apple Podcasts and I don't I think we just put um, I think what happened was we put a couple bonus episodes in as regular episodes i don't know we'll whatever um we will see you guys next week chris any parting words finish him see you next week 
Thanks for listening to Russell Buddies. We hope you had at least almost as much fun as we did. Go ahead and rate and review us on the Apple Podcast app. You can email us questions at WrestleBuddies at GameSpot.com or find us over on Twitter at WrestleBuddies. I am at Chris Hayner. He is at I'm Matt Elfring. See you next week.